Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. With a voice that is soulful and a style that blends the best of R&B, Afropop, and Neo-Soul textures, Lungisa has become a fixture and a force to take note of. With influences ranging from Jonathan Butler and Boys to Men to Frank Sinatra and Black Coffee, Lungisa has cultivated sound that is both contemporary, young, fresh, and yet familiar. This sensational artist looks ahead to a future saturated with massive contributions to the direction of the South African sound, international collaboration, entrepreneurship, and a new twist to charity work. Having been a South African pop idol finalist and South African Music Award winner, Lungisa is a rising star whose magic is not to be missed. Up next on Celeb Savant, live in studio, I've got Lungisa. Thank you for joining me live in studio today. Tell me, how are you doing and what's happening in your world? Oh, thanks for having me, man. Pleasure to be here. What's happening in my world? Uh, really, just me coming back to the industry, you know, um, after leaving for quite some time. And yeah, just trying to, you know, get back on my feet and show what I, what I, what I got. Okay, so you said you left for a period of time. Why and what were you doing? Yeah, um, I left for, for certain reasons. I had just released an album, did great quite well. And then obviously COVID hit. Um, and then, you know, artists, um, the, the slump that we all went through. Yeah. Um, but some don't recover, you know. And I think I was, you know, one of those people that, uh, that took it badly, the hits from, from that time. And then after my album did well, won an award for it. And then, you know, the break really was to, you know, discover myself who I am. Um, come up with something different um, there was a time period I think what last year where I was really not writing not you know insp- not inspired and, and didn't know where to go and you know t- sometimes you've got to take that break you know just to find yourself and I think that's what I was doing now let's rewind all the way back to young Lugis, Lungisa whatever age that might be what when and how were you inspired to join the musical entertainment industry and tell us your journey into the industry up until the present yeah ah oh, man uh if you're telling me to go way way back mm-hmm. way back in time yeah <laughs> uh probably like really really young uh i started in church um that's you know where most um r&b singers actually start you know the famous ones you know beyonce and all of them they they really start there you know and that's where i started as well uh, and that's where I really grew. My mom was the one that really just put me in front of the whole church congregation just as a young kid. You know, I remember even crying and saying, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, obviously she heard me sing at home, you know, in the car, whatever, whatever. I really loved music um, as a kid. And then she said, no, let's just try try singing, you know, in church. And then from there, just really grew and grew and grew. And then picked myself up, started singing a cappella music in church. And when I started growing, getting more into the music, started listening to different influences outside of, you know, gospel, that's when I really started to harness the Lungisa brand and who I am as a, as a, as a singer. You know, I found my voice, found, you know, who I actually am and want to emulate um, in that, you know, uh, R&B space outside church. And I started listening to uh, Brian McKnight was the first, uh, one of the first people when I was really young. Music Soul Child is one of my favorite artists ever. Uh, Chris Brown was also a person that I that I, I really loved. And from there, really, it was just 
trying to see who I who I can be, you know, and and trying to figure myself figure myself out um, musically. Then growing up, I really pushed uh, because I I was I was famous before. Obviously, a lot of people know me that I was on Cyphkin Idols, um, and that's really where I got my fame. But before that, around twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, in Cape Town, I remember really. Uh, blooming as as an artist you know trying to trying to figure myself out and the first time i sang outside of church i remember it was like 2010 i think 2010 11 2011 i think you know first time singing at a club long street you know long street cape town yeah, yeah. it's the vibe and it was actually for a um karaoke competition it was a karaoke competition you know my friends dragged me because they heard me singing at res i ended up winning the actual thing the whole thing uh and then that's really why i started it. I, there's even a video actually of my first performance uh i sang music soul child song called love okay. there's a video on youtube uh, that's still there it's got a lot of a lot of views and and that's where i really started to to to, to find myself um then i got famous got, got a bit famous in cape town um and then i decided you know what it's, it's actually time for me to to get bigger um, entered African Idols, and a lot of people don't know that I actually entered twice. Uh, first one was 2014, um, made it, obviously got the golden ticket, and then when I got to Sun City, I was unfortunately the first person to go home, and um, obviously crushed me. And but the next year, picked myself up, and I was like, you know what? Um, really, I don't want my 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 daughter to grow up thinking ah, my dad was was the person that gave up and didn't really want to pursue. And so went again, 2015. Made sure that time that let me tick off all the boxes that are required, you know, to, to, to get where I want to get. And where I really wanted to get was top 10 and I made it. Miraculous for me, obviously, being a fan of the show, knowing the show, uh, loving the show, watching all the people on the show and, and really wishing to be there. And then saw myself in top 10 and it was great. And then from there... Just to pause, yeah. you mentioned there were boxes that you needed to tick yep. in the second year. Yeah. So what did you feel was not there the first time you entered yeah. when you got the first rate seat? Sure. And what were those boxes that allowed you to get into the top 10 the next year? Sure. I mean, the first one, which is obviously the, the, the big one, I think, and people really miss it is idols is a story it, you have to have a story you have to have something that you're you you you're doing this for you know what i mean and that's where the people fall in love with you because i mean talent is like what 10 percent of of the whole thing to be honest the people that have won the show that uh are not really as musical as other people that you know top 16 or even top 32 you know yeah. what i mean but those people didn't have anything there's no i was really baseless in 2014 i was just doing it for because i just wanted to sing you know what i mean yeah and didn't have a purpose didn't have you know something that drove me and when i came back when i thought of my daughter and thinking you know what this is actually for her it really is and 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 that's that's what i i was just being being honest and they they took it further and it really helped me i guess in, okay. in that in that aspect and it it, it it built, you know, that rapport of, of fans and, and, and people falling in love with me at the time. And then, oh, that's the first one. That's the first one. A story. You know, gotta have a story. Would you think, and would you agree or disagree with me, that someone who's had a very challenging story, very difficult life, would potentially get more fans and get higher in the show simply because they've got that heart-wrenching story? No, hundred percent. Okay, hundred <laughs> percent. It it goes with it, you know. Obviously, you have to have the talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, of course, they are, it's, yeah. it's it's really hard to crack that that top sixteen, top ten in this country. It's very. It's, we have a we have a you know 
we have a lot of talented singers mm. in this country. So you have to have the talent. Yeah. But that's that that thing, you know, having that, you know, that backing of a story is is really what's really gonna gonna push um, yep. anyone in any show, in any any show. It's showbiz, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was the one thing. If yes. I should take one box, obviously vocally, yeah. I had to go back and check, you know what, what I'm what did I not do right at that time. And relevance. I did songs that time that were just not relevant, uh, just okay. not my age, just not my just songs that I loved, and not thinking about okay what the audience is gonna think, what the judges are gonna actually say. Well, how do I wanna brand myself as a, as as as, yes. as as an artist? All of those things I had to think and go back and and and, and emulate that, and I, I think I did pretty well. To that, I, st- I think I'm still sticking to that because one of the things that they 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 told me on on the show, which was Randall, was that I am one of the most um, versatile people he's ever really met on the yes. show as a, as a singer and, and so forth and i think that's what i was driving for at the time because i just wanted to be want to do every kind of genre i wanted to do show showcase who i actually am yeah and today i'm still the same person so but wouldn't you in that type of scenario yes when you're first getting in you should have an idea of a brand in mind yeah. and then only show versatility later on because if you show versatility too soon too quickly then it can confuse the people. It's like, is he this or is he this? Yeah. I, I don't really know, can't really gauge. Hundred percent. Okay. You're so right. You're so so right because I had to have you know that balance, and it's a balancing act to see yeah. okay when can I actually show my versatility? Is it too soon? Is it too late? And all of yeah. that. But I think we ended up doing it pretty pretty okay because every song that I picked, fortunately, was something that I enjoyed. You know, and I think it was all about that me being in, in the moment and enjoying what I see. Yes. You know what I mean? So, and that's another box to tick. 100%. Yes. Yeah, one of the big boxes to tick, yeah. actually, enjoying being in the moment. Okay, so now after Idols? Yeah, after Idols, uh, it was kind of a roller coaster because, you know, the fame, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a lot to take into because it just booms. It really is a show that's huge. I mean, millions of people uh, watch it mm-hmm. and, and, and engage with you before after during it's 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 big you know i didn't realize how big it was until i was on the show and after you know after it was just it, it was a lot i did a lot of uh, gigs i did a lot of activations uh, i was just ambassador of this and that and that i, mm. I was there you know i was assigned to a pr company called um allegro uh, that time i think donald was one of the artists that was in the company and then we ended up reco- uh, releasing my debut single called ngapagati which is really, really dope. His first song was actually a house song, Deep deep House, you know, Soulful House. And that's what I was doing at that time, you know. And that's also one of the things that I that wanted to show. I can, I can dabble into different things, yes. you know, um, over the years that, have, that has changed. I mean, right now I'm back to, I'm back to that. I'm doing a bit of dance music as well. So when I did that, um, got more fans that were outside of Idols, which was pretty interesting for me because all I knew at the time was the people that followed the show and, and you know, mm. and that's that's one of the mistakes that I feel like a lot of people that are on the show get wrong, progressing from that because they stay in that uh, Idols bubble and they, they want to be the Idols babies. I had to take myself out of yes. that. I had to, you know, remove myself. And maybe that's that. why some of them just get forgotten because 100%. they stay in that bubble mm. and then all of a sudden we don't hear from them again. It's 100%. like, where, where's that person? They 100%. Because on the show, you're they not w- yourself as well. You're doing cover cover songs, you know. Yes. Obviously in your way, um, but it's still cover songs. So what they do after the show, they, they actually go more into uh, corporate gigs and, 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 and so forth, and which doesn't really build you as an artist because yeah. even at those gigs, you're told what to sing. You're told yes. what to do. So uh, I had to really take myself out, see what I can 
do outside of that and i started writing i started finding who i can be sort of inserting myself in and uh, collaborating with uh, with different artists in the industry you know house djs and, and other people and then i got signed and then just grew and grew and grew from there from zero to three to four minutes of creating a, or producing or writing a song is it easy every time what motivates it do you always write yourself or do you collaborate with other artists tell us the journey of your creative process i think it really varies i mean on my first album there are songs that i didn't even write i love them love them and then there are songs that are personal you know they come from somewhere really deep and sometimes off the cuff if a dj really is playing something really hot at the moment and then jump on that and then becomes a song so I wouldn't really say that there's a a certain uh, style or a fixed way that I that I do things but it I think it just comes when it comes you know the creativity doesn't the creativity doesn't doesn't stop as an end um whether it's a sad song whether it's a fast song whether it's um a song that I that I, I, I took time to write yeah it it just it varies really and when you're singing a song that's been written by someone else do you connect to it straight away or does it take a little longer for you to connect to those words because you haven't written them? Oh, it's an interesting question because the ones that, uh, fortunately, that were written for me, I, I just really connected okay. with <laughs> at the time. Not really, not a lot of people, you know, have tried to write for me. I don't know if it's because I keep my brand really close to myself or, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But um, the songs that have been written for me, I, I really have connected with them at the same time. So they were meant to come to you. <laughs> I think so I think so. And what do you enjoy about performing live? Oh my goodness, it's the people, man. It's an adrenaline uh, thing that uh, most artists really know what I'm talking about. Connecting with the fans, seeing their reactions, them singing back, just showcasing who I am, you know, really, and entertaining people. So I'm the person always at front in concerts, jamming, dancing, doing my thing. Yeah. And I'm looking around me and everyone's got their cell phones up, trying to get the perfect video, perfect picture, perfect whatever they're trying to get. Yeah. So being on the recipient end of that, of all these cell phones... Don't you feel that somehow you're missing the reactions and the connection because the cell phone is in front of their faces instead of seeing their faces directly? Or is it just something that we are used to now so you don't even think about it? Yeah, I think so. I think we're just used to it because... It's just there, you know. Everyone is is here. They dancing, yes. but they singing, and but they look at their phones, but they yeah. looking at you. It's like, so it's like I, I don't really, I don't really mind it. It frustrates me so much. <laughs> really? I'm like, I'm right in front. You like just there. probably as a comedian, it probably be, would be because um, obviously comedians have to like talk and be yeah, there. And, and, and yes, yes, yeah. And then they probably need engagement there. But with entertainment and, and sorry, with singing, I don't, I don't really mind it. They want to capture the moment. You know what I mean? They want to. It's not like a telling jokes and uh, so uh, I don't really see. No, so for me, so as I was saying, you're right there. Mm. I'm here, and I find that the people are looking at you through a size of a screen yeah. that they could be watching your TV. Home, yeah, yeah. When you are right there, like <laughs> I put your phone <laughs> down and like engage in the moment. Yeah, type of so thing. <laughs> like pre to doing slaves events and doing posts and stuff, I never took my phones out when I went to concerts. It was mm. just like me trying to absorb everything, being in the moment. But now, obviously, I'm doing celebs. So I have to do a couple of posts. So i just like, okay, phone out, picture, picture, video, video, phone away. Just come back to the moment and be present. I've interviewed over 100 artists mm. now. And a lot of them have said they want the phones Down. away. <laughs> and others of them have said, you know, they're so used to it now. It's what it's it is. It's part of the thing. It's yeah. part, you can't stop it, man. It's yeah. part of the thing. Inter- internet is, is yeah. where we live off. Well, I mean, you're too young. But I remember back in the day, mm-hmm. before cell phones, mm-hmm. 
when you went to a concert, if you had a camera, they would confiscate yeah, the camera. Yeah. 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 Now it's just like they can't confiscate twenty thousand <laughs> phone. phones. Phone. Who's they'll be phone. walking at the end? Whose phone's this? Who's yeah. <laughs> I don't really mind it. It's part of it. Okay, so what's next on your journey? Yeah, man. Uh, I was actually, I was actually uh, still uh, trying to um, relay the, the the story. You know, of uh, I think we were at the point where. Oh, sorry, I I, I just signed. <laughs> no, it's fine. Sorry, sorry. Carry I, on. I just signed with uh, with the PR company. Yes. Did well with the single. and then uh, from there, I think it was twenty seventeen, where one of the boutique uh, record labels actually picked me up, called Fifth Season. A really, a really, really, really established label uh, in the entertainment industry. Um, Are they it, local or international? Actually, both. Actually, okay. both. They're obviously here, they're local, but uh, doing a lot of things internationally as well. I must look them up. Uh, yeah, fifth season, um, fifth season. Obviously, the biggest artist that I that I know from from there was AKA. Oh, shame, yeah. Um, that obviously just sadly passed away, and I'm still I'm still working with them even till this day. You know, okay. um, with Benza and 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 Nanel, very very great people. So they put me up in 2017. Did great things. The first time in Mauritius. First time, first time outside the country, actually. <laughs> um, and then we did those big gigs, and then released another single. Was also Deep House. And then from there, I think 2018 was when I started really transitioning into into R&B, mm. Afro soul, and getting into that space, which was a, a great transition because like, like we've done the Deep House now. People can get it that I that I that I'm in there. I love it. Um, let's try something different, you know, and and that's where I, I did that. Started with a song called "Ilavlet." Uh, people really loved that 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 song. People love it to this till this day. That's where I started also writing the album, the album called "My Heart to Your Soul," which subsequently the next year won a summer award. Hashtag so drop the mic again. Let's drop it. Let's <laughs> drop it. Again. Very proud of that moment, man, because uh, it was a time where things were really looking great for me. I literally wrote the song while I was going through a lot of stuff. I think that's why it really drew people in because mm. I was really honest. It was it was yeah. myself, bare. You can hear you can hear the emotions. You can hear what I was trying to write about, and I think that's what made it to to really win, I guess. And yeah, that's when I started doing R&B and Soul, won that award, and then that's when the COVID hit as well. And then obviously we took that hit, and um, I took that break. And now, fast towards mid last year, when I started really writing again, because I had this inspirational block, whatever they call it, and I started writing. Started writing from a place of I got a point to prove, man, to myself, to my fans, to to the purpose, you know, which which I know it's gonna, you know, be fulfilled. And you can hear it again. You can hear what I'm writing about again. You know, most of my songs are very inspirational. You know, right now, it's like I'm gonna make it. It's either I'm talking to God. It's either, you know, taking myself from somewhere to somewhere or promising my girl that I'm going to take her somewhere and somewhere, you know. It's really, it's really seeing myself, you know. And it's crazy writing from that place, writing from a place of no hope, but writing about hope. So that's music, man. And, and I really hope people can hear that. that that's where I am. My, my journey is, is about that right now, you know, coming, just digging deep of who I actually am. Will these tracks culminate into another album? Yeah, working on uh, on on an extended play right now, which can what can eight songs maybe you know I don't, we'll see if it's a full body of work an album then also that I, I don't you know dispute that but be, because I'm 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 transitioning from what I did before what people know me um for which is R and B and soul uh, and, and to dance I don't want to really make it a a full full album okay. I want to really make it an EP something that's concise and something that I can 
say, okay, this is the project now, and this yeah. this is where I want to be now. So yeah, I'm, I'm working on something that that's that's towards that line, a project of, of a couple of dance songs that people are going to really enjoy. When you're writing an R&B compared to a dance, your energy, your mood, your frame of mind, is it the same or is it different? Mm, it's probably the same. <laughs> okay. Probably the same in terms of what I want to sing about or yes. what I want to put out there, but the vibe will obviously be different. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, the vibe, yeah. the vibe obviously in studio is different. Yeah. The 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 yeah, the energy is different and I think the musicality is different as well. You know, a lot, in dance not a lot of things are intricate as as soul and R&B. I mean, it's 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 really just rhythm, you know, in in dance and and, and obviously I put a lot of my musicality in there, but with soul and R&B, I was so pedantic, man. With that first album, I'd go to the second verse and check if that guitar is in the right place, if that vocal is in the right place, yeah. or whatever, whatever, you know. And with dance, it's a bit different, I think, because not a lot can go wrong. I mean, it's 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 dance music, so. But also, sometimes with dance music, I don't know if you agree, something going wrong can make it unique. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Obviously, in the rhythm, or it's in the in the vibe, in the. And then all of a sudden, you this happened. It was like, oh, it actually sounds it actually sounds cool. great, and and. You you can't really do that with R&B and soul, so that's probably the difference. Why not, though? I think probably because R&B and soul is more close to like musicians, like jazz musicians and people that really pay attention to stuff. So yeah. it can't be just random and say, ah, <laughs> and I think it's going to be cool. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Okay. You know, everything has to be in, in check, you know. Okay. Um, I think that's the difference. So I love this game. My recipients don't like it, and you'll understand why in a moment. I know if I had to ask you this question in two weeks, two hours, two days... Two months, I know your answer will be different every time. So if I had to ask you to push play to five songs by other artists once we finish this interview, what songs would they be and by whom? Oh, geez. Hey. <laughs> I was just listening to Frank Ocean, Nova Kane. I just, I just jammed with that. Okay. Vibe. Yeah, you can, you can chow that. I mean, a lot of my interviews, I don't really... When people ask me my favorite artists, I don't really mention people that are in this country because I didn't really grow up listening to people that are yeah. gentle until recently, you know. Um but now that I'm actually in dance and in this, you know, space, I'd probably say someone that I really like is Musa Keys. Yeah. Probably one of his songs. Yeah. So you got three more artists or and or songs. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me think. Um, <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd find this one anywhere. It it goes way back to when I was about like, 14 or even younger. But it was what introduced me to Deep House, uh, Queen of Hearts. Time watches on never ending. Who's about Time keeps its own time. <sighs> These old house cats, uh, the American guys, I don't know. Okay, so the, you know, for the listening <laughs> audience, they need to Google Queen the of song Hearts. Queen, Queen of, of Hearts. Hearts. Not cool. a song necessarily, it actually was a compilation, Queen of Hearts. Okay, okay. Uh, I think my brother remembers it. <laughs> Queen of Two Hearts, more. Yeah. It'd probably be a, 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 a gospel song, man. Um, that's also my, where my heart is. Yeah, it's anything gospel probably is. Maybe like um, the Walls group I love. I love um, Zuccotti Cortez. Um, those are people that are vocally that challenge me. So yeah, maybe something by Zuccotti Cortez. One more. One more. Oh, actually, no, no. Afro Traction. You can play Afro Traction. Okay. I love Afro Traction. That's one of the, the artists that I love in this country. Lingi said the podcast is listened to throughout the world. Yeah. So as a final message to the listening audience, what would you like to say? Oh, great. I would really love to say to especially people that are in my seat and people want to be where I am and more is to push yourself. It's really not to give up, to remember who you are 
and um, remember what your purpose is. And one of my purposes is just spreading love, spreading positivity. Um, I did that to my first album. It was all about love. In my interviews, I just try to, you know, speak about that and speak about um, spreading love. And so if you have a purpose, stick to it and um, pursue it and never give up. So as Lungisa says, pursue, never give up. Spread and, love. And spread love. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is Lebs Vance, signing out. Mm-hmm.